You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. Just a reminder, you can, of course, always subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio and download episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Look for the Press This podcast on Webmaster Radio. Really excited about this episode of Press This. We'll be interviewing Augustine Pratt of Weglot, a localization product for WordPress. Augustine, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, David. It's a real pleasure to be here with you. I'm glad to uh, to, to have the show today. It's a really interesting topic for me. And, and if you didn't catch the title before you hit play, today we're going to be discussing clever WordPress localization tips you've never heard of. Augustine, the bar is real high. We have a pretty smart audience that's heard of a lot. Um, but this is a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Localizing websites, expanding your audience internationally is one of the most powerful ways to grow your audience and grow your revenue from the sites that you manage. Um, and so wanted to kind of get into that today with you, Augustine. You have a very kind of unique perspective um, running a, uh, in particular, a WordPress localization product with, with Weglot. And I want to get into that and some of your tips. But I'm curious, Augustine, how did you get involved with this WordPress stuff? What is your WordPress origin story? Thank you, David. So my uh, WordPress origin story, when we started with Remy, who is the co-founder of Wiglot, we went to co-working places and we physically asked people to try Wiglot out. And many of the users we were contacting asked us, do you have a plugin 
for WordPress. At this time, we didn't know anything about WordPress. And when one guy asks you, asks you for a plugin for WordPress, you, you, can, you can answer, yeah, okay, uh, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do something later. But sorry, I'm, I'm going to start over one more time. I'm really sorry. This is the last right, time. All right, so uh, Augustine, just uh, relax and be confident. Um, it's, it's a conversational flow. It doesn't have to be perfect. I think you're doing well. Um, but okay. we'll take a pause and restart, okay? Okay, okay, okay. No, no. Thank you. Um, so, thanks, David. So, for my WordPress origin story, when we started with Remy, who is the co-founder of Wiglot, we first went to co-working places and we were asking people to try um, our solution. We didn't have any plugin at this time. We only have a kind of JavaScript you can insert in your HTML page. And many of the people we contacted asked us, do you have a WordPress plugin? So we started to, to, uh, to take some information about WordPress and see if it was something we could develop on our own. And that's how we first entered the WordPress story. Then we had many more users thanks to the directory and we started officially our plugin on the, um, uh, for the WordCamp in Paris, meeting the community and having our first real commercial uh, launch. So Weglot um, was was kind of founded in a sense independent of WordPress, and you were basically reacting to uh, requests from people that you were talking about it. Uh, maybe it would be helpful, I think, for people to understand what Weglot is. What what is the service that it provides? Sure. Um, maybe I could I could um, talk to you about uh, how it started. Remy founded the first startup about uh, it's a marketplace who the goal was to uh, exchange uh, credit between uh, neighbors. And the, when he started to, he was, he was in charge of the development of the website. And when he started to f search, to look for a multilingual solution to get his website from French to English, he couldn't find one. It was a real painful process, not only for the translation, the English, but also for the code deployment. And that's how the, 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 the whole idea came, came out. So he thought, I need to have something really simple I can just add to my website, and it will make it multilingual, and it will also allow me to manage translations, SEO for translations, and everything that goes around uh, the multilingual website. So it's a framework for localization, and uh, you mentioned that WordPress was a reaction. I'm assuming it also works with, with other frameworks as well, is that correct? Uh, yeah, at this time it was working for any given website because it was only JavaScript uh, you can insert. But when we started to talk to users, they all asked us about, asked us about SEO. And as you may know, Google is not really good at crawling as, uh, JavaScript websites. So it was not really working well for, for, for SEO. That's where we, we tried to do something on server side. So not only JavaScript based, sorry for the technical parts. And, uh, and that's how, uh, and that's with WordPress, we were able to do that. And we were only able to do that with WordPress. So when you use Wiglot on WordPress, it's basically served by your server and not with, uh, with your brother. Um, and that's how the whole WordPress plugin things uh, started really. 
Okay, so that makes sense. So yeah, uh, traditionally, Google has had a hard time indexing and ranking JavaScript-based content. And at that time, you were kind of forced, really, to move to a a framework like you have today. And and you chose, I'm guessing, because of the market share of WordPress, um, that that WordPress was where you were going to land on that. So... Earlier in the uh, in this episode, we talked about how important internationalization, localization is for growth. Um, you know, even this show, we, we have a lot of people on globally that share their ideas, um, participate in our audience, and so on and so forth. You're even joining us today from France. Where are you in France today, Augustine? I don't even know. Uh, we're based in Paris. Okay, excellent, excellent. Love Paris was there as well for WordCamp Europe this last year. Very exciting time. Um, exactly. So before we get into the, the tips people have never heard of, right, to kind of get back to the title of the show, um, I think your perspective is really interesting. How do you define localization? What What is localization? What does that mean to you? And for us, I mean, for website, because we're, we're talking about online businesses here, for website, it's it's basically being as close as possible to any people on on the earth. So you, so uh, big challenge, uh, but you need to stick to their to their um, expectations. So the first expectation is to speak the language they understand. So the first expectation is to be able to display your website in different languages. But do you also have others? aspects to consider. Maybe the currency is something important. Also, you might have uh, payment means, shipping methods, uh, image you might use. So for example, there are images that can be rude uh, uh, in one country and then can be really attractive in other countries. That's something you need to you need to build different experiences depending on what audience you're targeting and you're trying to reach. Right. You want to specialize or, or customize, in a sense, uh, for the audience you're speaking to. And that makes, of course, all the sense in the world. So then if, if and I want to get in again to the kind of tips people have never heard of. But before we do that, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, how do you describe the, the kind of basic strategy for localization? You talked about, well, I wanted to speak in their language. I want to maybe offer their currencies. Um, but is there kind of a more overarching strategy, the way that you think about localization? I mean, to us, there are two main strategies when you want to do localization for websites. The first one is to handle two or as many websites as language uh, independently. So it means you have one website for one place or one type of audience, one other website for one other place or for another type of audience. And this, the second strategy is, is, to, is to have uh, one website in different languages with different experiences depending on the audiences you're trying to reach. Okay, so one the way you're thinking about the strategy is generally kind of a standalone site versus one that's integrated where the, the content basically is, is, in a sense, localized for those audiences. So earlier you said, well, look, the... The big thing here is that you speak to the audience in their language, but we, we know that's difficult, right? Um, having the, the resources to translate, um, the time to implement that content and, and the associated technologies. How do you think about, well, what languages should I add? Like, what are the factors that go into what languages people should target? Uh, 
That's a great question. Actually, I think when going global or when trying to expand in different um, in for different audiences, I would select and identify languages that make sense for me. So there are two types, two tips you can you can uh, you can apply. The first one is to analyze your existing audience. So you can use Google Analytics or any other tracking tools to see what countries are they coming from and what languages are they using within the broader. That gives you some uh, kind of good idea of what languages make sense for you. And the other idea is uh, what audiences would you like to reach? So basically, if you're uh, in the wine industry and you're in Germany, you might want to reach, I don't know, the US market, which is a big one for the wine, the French market, which is also obviously a big market too, and uh, the, the China market. So if you Wait want a minute, to Augustine. That, I'm, I'm, I'm writing this down. The French market likes wine. Is that true? Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, you get it right. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think, you know, those are great uh, tips. And, you know, I've gone through this myself before. And those analytics reports are super helpful to know, like, where are my holes? Where are my, where are my opportunities, in a sense? And then uh, yeah. I think you make another good point about, well, where, where places do you want to be that I'm not right now? And again, I think that ties back into what we talked about earlier, which is this is really a growth initiative. This is really a growth activity. And, you know, watching for those opportunities or watching for opportunities you're not taking advantage of sounds like a really solid way to approach that. So um, I do want to dig deeper into this, but we're going to take a quick break, Augustine. We'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. <laughs> Learn more at brainhealth.gov. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few proud the Marines there are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the US webmasterradio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business to business podcast network through iHeartRadio iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. 
This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I've been interviewing Augustine Pratt of Weglot, a WordPress localization solution. Uh, Augustine, before the break, you were talking about some of the tips for picking what languages to target. You talked about using Google Analytics. You talked about looking at what markets might present an opportunity for your business. Um, and so I'm kind of curious, let's say that you've made this decision, you're, you're going to target French or English or German or whatever. Um, when the visitor arrives on your site, there's kind of a couple of ways you can approach that. You can automatically show them content in their language, or you can give them, you know, one of those drop-down language selectors. Um, which do you prefer and why? I, I, would, I, do, I would do both, because you, you never know. Some, someone can actually have broader preferences, but they're, they're, one, they're not using their own computer, so maybe they want to switch the language. So. If I if I if I were to uh, if I were in charge of the of the localization of a website, I would do both. I would do one drop-down selection that is easily identifiable, identifiable, and then I would also activate an option that allow you to automatically redirect your visitors on their preferred languages. So your observation is make it easy for them, in other words, automatically serve their language, but give them the choice to change it should their browser settings not match the way they actually want to engage with that content. Exactly, and also it's a, it's a good way to reduce and decrease your bounce rate. I mean, you want to offer the best experience possible. The first thing to do is being able to display the language they're, they're used to. I love how you connected that to an outcome. So, so many times people say, oh, do this because it's the best practice. And I always challenge that to say, well, why is it the best practice? What is the outcome? And, you know, bounce rate's a really good point. If I go to a site and it's all in French and I don't speak French, then I'm more likely to bounce away from that, even if given a language selector at the top. Um, Very, very clever. So... um, you know, you brought up SEO earlier, and that's a big topic with localization. And I, I think one of the biggest driving factors in how people consider how to deploy localization. So there's this kind of ongoing debate, in a sense, around what is the best strategy? Should I be using a country-level TLD, in other words, WPEngine.fr? Should I be using a subdirectory for my language pages, uh, my, my you know, kind of new language pages? Or should I be using subdomains like fr.wpengine.com? What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, that's not my thoughts. That's Google thoughts <laughs> and, and Google uh, guidelines. Actually, we, we've read the documentation of Google. Um, what they recommend is to use one of the three. You can use TLDs, no worries. You can use subdirectories, or you can use, or you can use subdomains. What what is really important is to have a unique URL for each version of your website. So you need to have a unique URL for the French version of your website, and you need a unique URL for the German version of your website. And then you don't know how the factor are taken into account by Google for for indexing your website regarding its a TLD or subdirectory of subdomain, even if there are some results, some analysis pushing for TLDs being better than subdomains, I mean it's it's really a, 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 a low factor, and it's not, it's not a big it's not a big factor for Google. Okay, what about with like uh, the in-country search filters? Would would that affect it? Certainly, it would, right? Uh, do you mean when you're looking for a search on Google local um, 
brother? Uh, well, Google is, and I'm, I'm not sure how they deploy the setting uh, globally now, but there have been an option to search for sites within the country. And so I guess my question is, would the TLD, and it's my belief that it would, would, would that benefit you in that scenario for customers searching and only looking for results from a certain country? And it's fine if you don't know. No, it's that's just a good a, question, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't have the, inter- the answer. No, no, I don't. I, I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, I should know. So that's something we will dig into uh, uh, when we when we finish the call. All right. Well, check out Augustine on Twitter. Maybe he'll research this and, and tweet the answer for us later. I kind of surprised you with that question, uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a it's a lot of debate. So um, speaking of SEO. Um, are there any tips for getting that content indexed properly on Google? Like, uh, what about, uh, you know, my lang tag and other things like that? What do you recommend uh, people pay attention to to make sure that indexing is done properly? Again, we are always referring to, uh, to Google. So that's the best source, resource of, of, uh, of information. So there are actually three key points to look after. The first one is the unique URL we, we already talked about. The second one is to have translations powered on server side. That's also something we talked about uh, at the beginning of the podcast. It's, you, it's something really important because you need Google to be able to detect and index your different version of your page. So if it's only JavaScriptly um, dynamically generated, it will not be, I mean, sometimes it's crawlable by Google, but sometimes it's not, and you don't want to play with that. So the best thing to do is to always have something which is on server side. And the last thing you, you, you mentioned is to help Google knows that they have, they, that you have different versions of your website. So there are actually two ways to do that. The first one is to have a sitemap where you can easily mention what URLs you have and, and what different domains, subdomains or subdirectories you, you have. And the other way to do that also is to use hreflon tags, which clearly indicates uh, to Google at every beginning of the page that there are different versions of this page existing in different languages. Okay, yeah, those are those are definitely solid tips. So I want to change gears for a minute here um, and talk to you about the translations themselves. And I've, I've done quite a bit of this in my career, uh, localizing sites. And I'm a big fan of having uh, native language speakers do these translations. What are your thoughts on, you know, the importance of native speakers uh, doing the translation for a particular language? Is that important? Was I crazy? Like, what, what, how does that factor into how people think about translations? I think to date, we have different resources to do translations. We have automatic machine translations getting better and better, uh, thanks to Google and Microsoft, uh, mainly. We have uh, online professional translators. You can you can uh, contact and order translations from. And you can have also in-house team speaking different languages. So maybe you have uh, someone uh, who is a Spanish native. And I mean, for us, we we have our website in different languages. It's important to have both and to use both, which is you can use a first layer of machine translations and then getting it reviewed by someone who is a native. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good way to start the, the work and, um, and maybe uh, for small words, uh, um, menu elements and stuff like this, 
it's already done and quite good. And then for complicated uh, sentences and had and to have the good tone and being able to uh, to be really close to your audience, have someone reviewing it and editing it. Those are great tips. It's interesting to hear you say, well, have someone translate it. Maybe they're not even a native speaker, but have a native speaker audit it. Um, I've, I've never uh, actually used that approach. It's, it's a very interesting way to go about it. Um, you know, I think the other interesting thing, uh, as I hear you kind of talk through that was, well, you also need someone that's close to your audience. And I remember in a localization project I did years ago, it was a very technical product, had very particular kinds of terms. And the first batch of translations we got from the native speakers, it really ended up choosing the wrong technical terms because they weren't close to the audience. They were close to language but they weren't close to the audience. And of course that affected our SEO for that language. Um, and it was actually a pretty big deal. Um, so I, I think, you know, the, for me, those are really valuable tips and I can even think back to particular cases um, from my past where, where that was important. So uh, Augustine, we're gonna take one more break and we get back, I wanna ask you some more questions. Um, I think this is super valuable stuff. I think people are getting a lot out of it. Um, so hang tight and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. All right, welcome back to the Press This WordPress Community on Podcast. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I've been interviewing Augustine Prot of Weglot, a WordPress localization solution. Augustine, before the break, was sharing some tips for how to get your translations done using native speakers, using non-native speakers and checking the native speakers and then also using translators who are close to your product to make sure that your translated or localized voice is accurate for your audience. So uh, we've talked a lot about um, 
text, really, words for most of this episode. So, um, Augustine, what are your thoughts on media? How should webmasters, developers, brands think about localizing their images and their videos and, and their media in their site as it relates to localization? Well, first, I think when you have audio or text in your media, you need to have two or X, X versions um, of your of your media. So if you have an image with with a um, with a, a proposition, a value proposition, or commercial uh, text, you need to have it in your different languages, and you have you have to display it in your different languages. So it's uh, it's mandatory to have different version of your media in this case. Then you can think about uh, images or video without me, without audio or without text, and it really depends on what your what your business. But if if it's business with a with a strong uh, brand um, uh, image awareness, which is close to your audience, your existing audience, and you want to build something different in for a different audience, you need to have different sets to uh, to display to this audience. So it's really depending on on, on what your needs and what your business is. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good uh, tip. I remember we have a plugin uh, called GOIP, which localizes uh, certain bits of content. It is not a unique URL, so it wouldn't be good for like a full localization project. Um, but we have used it to kind of show custom media for certain, certain groups. And it was interesting because I remember we targeted one set of countries and the artist had uh, come up and had injected, I think it was the Swedish flag, but it was showing the other countries in the Nordics, Norway, and so on and so forth. And we immediately got feedback, like, why am I seeing a Swedish flag? I'm in Norway. Um, and so I thought that was really kind of an interesting example of, well, well, it's not just the words. It's not just the phone number. It's not even just the price. It's also those, those images and what they contain and the message they send to those audiences. Um, and I think that's one area a lot of people overlook when they think about localization. So, and again, we, we, we're talking about experience. So you need to provide the same level of experience you're providing in your own language or your original language. Mm-hmm. And you know that online experience is text, content, but it's also images and videos. So you need to think about that. And sometimes it's important to have different videos for different languages. And different and different images too. Absolutely, I wish we had enough time to get into all the design considerations across cultures, but uh, also know that's important. Unfortunately, we don't have time in this episode. But earlier, you were mentioning uh, pricing, and that's a big deal, right? Charging in local currencies, um, you know, support even support, of course, in local currencies. So, what are your tips? Um, for deploying, charging in local currencies without breaking the bank, without, without you know, in, introducing too much complexity or cost to your business. How do people look at deploying that, at least in a WordPress context, maybe in a, even in a WooCommerce context? Augustine, what are your thoughts? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think it really depends on the, on the size of your, of your business. If you're, if you're trying to start something in a new country, I would, I would recommend to start, to start really... Don't, don't, don't take too much time and consideration for not breaking your bank. If it's working well in a country, you will think about uh, lowering the fees in a second time. But what's, what's really important is to be able to provide a great experience, and so you need to provide local currencies 
for typically for if you're trying to sell to Europe, you need to have something in Euro. And if you're trying to sell something to the US while you're in the while you're in Europe, you need to have something available in dollar. So to do that, uh, you can use local currency plugins, which which are great. I think they 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 are also inbuilt features for WooCommerce. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of plug and play. Uh, and then if it's working well, then you need to think about the strategy with your bank and your fees. But it's a second it's a second thought. And yeah, then having, thinking of ship, uh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Now, uh, uh, and I think your second part of the question was about shipping options and maybe uh, uh, inventory. And again, the first thing to do is is, is to make sure your products are sold on in another country. Then, if it's if it's b- becoming bigger and bigger, you might think about opening a. Um, an inventory uh, in the place and in the country you're now also uh, also selling. Having gone through this before, it's certainly a lot of work. It's certainly a lot of expense. But if you get the country right, it can it can mean a lot to your growth, especially if you're trying to sell in those markets with the wrong currency. So, Augustine, we're out of time for this episode, but I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Very, very informative um, insights I, th- I think you've shared with everybody. I know I got a lot of value out of it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot, David. It was a pleasure to, uh, to talk to you and to, to present you different tips of, uh, on localization. Awesome. Well, if you want to learn more about what Augustine is up to, check out weglot.com, W-E-G-L-O-T.com. Um, just another tip, if you've been paying attention, XWP, the agency, is about to release something into WordPress Core called Tide, which is going to help with uh, WordPress developers coding to WordPress coding standards. There's a webinar that WP Engine is actually putting on on February 28th. If you'd like to register and check it out, lots of information there about upping your WordPress coding game. WPENG.IN forward slash coding will get you to the registration screen. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Again, I'm your host, David Vogelpohl. I love I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.